is up by Moretzky, plenty of distance, it's good, it's good! And the winner for 2022, Caleb Williams, Southern California. Mahomes being pressured, now flings it, slings it to McKinnon at the 40, to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, to the 5, touchdown, Batman loves this stadium! It was an underhanded shovel at the right boundary for a 56-yard touchdown. In the gun, Prescott snap back, handoff, Elliott driving, pushing, touchdown! Ezekiel Elliott, head for the kettle. No, fakes the kettle. Says, I'm not getting the fine. I'm just taking the touchdown. <laughs> Brad Sham. Monday, December 12, hour 3, T-Row in the morning show here on The Ref. We're brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. XOE, that's where you can get the CF motos, the bad boy mowers. You can rent your motorhomes there. They got all the big boy toys at Extreme Outdoor Equipment in Newcastle. TJ, could I start this hour with a happy birthday? I'm going to say I'll allow it. Happy birthday to one of our great listeners out there. She tunes in every day. Arlen Moore. Arlen Moore turning a youthful 82 years old today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Big listener every day. Loves TJ. Loves the T-Row in the morning show. Happy birthday today to Arlen. Very, very happy birthday to you. Yes. TJ, say happy birthday to Arlen. Happy birthday. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Go celebrate big time. Rudy's shows tonight. It is our final shows before Christmas, before New Year's. Um, a little different tonight. The The first hour, the huddle, is going to be all gymnastics tonight, TJ. Mark Williams and KJ Kindler are going to join me. we got a whole hour of gymnastics talk tonight from 7 to 8. We are on the brink of the national champs and the runners-up taking to uh, the mats again this year. And then basketball in the 8 o'clock hour, again, Porter Moser and Jenny Baranchek. So come on out to Rudy's tonight. Have some barbecue. Enjoy the shows. If you can't, we'll be on ESPN Plus or on Sooner Radio tonight. Yes. Does uh, Porter Moser, does he wear a smartwatch, an Apple watch? I don't remember. Why? 
I just wish someone would look at his pregame steps as compared oh. to his postgame <laughs> steps and get a count on that for me. So it's got to be astronomical. It's a lot. He works hard, man. <laughs> he works hard. I thought it was funny uh, Saturday because both teams have the same Pantone colors. Yeah, the coaches were matching, yeah. Well, I mean, just the the crimson is the exact same Pantone. We call it crimson. They call it cardinal. The fans are all wearing the exact same color and everything. Mm -hmm. And then the coaching staffs come out, and I'm sure unbeknownst to each other, dress themselves exactly the same Saturday. <laughs> Anthracite shirts, <laughs> yes. black pants. Yes, I was like looking at that, and I'm like, oh, look, they match. That actually did stand out to me on Saturday. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. You know, I looked up Arkansas's last home game against UNC Greensboro, okay? That's, that's a run-of-the-mill, nothing-to-be-excited about non-conference game. 19,000 people there. That's what I'm talking about. Like, you guys know I love OU. I think I've proven this, all right? I think you know where my heart is. I am a Sooner through and through. But we are going to be in a shock when we go into the SEC as a fan base if we don't kind of step it up a little bit with the uh, passion and support and attendance in some of these things. Now, we're off the charts in football and softball. Those are great. But they, when, they, when we have one of these neutral site games like this and it's 75% Arkansas, 25% OU, and you're mad about that, then you gotta, you know, you gotta do something about it. So, I, I you, we've joked. You, I think you think I've joked before, TJ, but I'm not joking. In the SEC and some of these schools, everything is planned around those schedules. When the Arkansas basketball schedule comes out and the baseball schedule comes out, T-ball practices, church events, everything is planned around those. They know we do not schedule something the same time as an Arkansas game because everybody in town is going to the game. And that's just not the way it is in Norman. There is a, even from like city government, there is a an attitude of conflict with the university here. And, or at least there has been in the past. And with fans who just say, ah, I got something else going on tonight, or I'll watch it on TV, or whatever. I'm not talking about all of you. If you're one of the four or five, you know, the four or five thousand that are loyal and go to all the basketball games, or you're one of the few hundred that go to the baseball games, or whatever, all the time. You know, I'm not talking about you. But we're about to enter into a conference, TJ, where they are psychotically passionate about their schools, and Arkansas is an example of that. Like they are despite not having a lot of championships to brag about, they love their whoopig suey and stuff. And we're going to go to Baton Rouge, and it's going to be the same. We're going to go to Tuscaloosa and Auburn and Knoxville and Gainesville and Lexington, Kentucky. And I mean, there's a few outliers. I don't think they're that way at Missouri, and I don't think they care a whole lot about basketball at Texas A&M. I'm not telling you that everybody about everything is that way, but – it is way more than it is right now. That's why the SEC is the SEC. They say that thing, it just means more, and we all make fun of it, Teach. But then you see an, an experience like Saturday, and you go, well, it's kind of hard to argue, you know? 
So we're going to have to find another gear here. Is that fair, Teej? Am I being fair? No, you're being fair. Like, uh, I was shocked sitting in there. What night was that game last week that I was at? Tuesday night? Tuesday night. Yeah. I was surprised at the crowd. I, I really was. Um, and I sat there for a good part of the game trying to figure out what the disconnect was. And I, I talked to someone about it um, not too long ago, a few days ago. They were they were asking me about it. And they're like, what do you think it is? And I'm, I don't know what it is. But it's the only thing I can come up with is the Thunder situation. And people's passion and money have gone to the thunder in this uh in the metroplex in the community and just turned away from OU basketball entirely. What about baseball? Baseball, I don't know. There's always just been a disconnect there. I I don't know what that is or why the the crowds aren't better at baseball games especially in years like last year. Um which they did get some good crowds last year towards the end of the year, but I'm not sure what it is with basketball right now, though, because even when they would have a bad crowd in the past, you were still talking six, 7,000. It wasn't even close to that on Tuesday night. So that's the only answer I could come up with for them is that obviously budgets are tight. There's a pro team in town. And I do have friends that I've talked to about this. Is The only reason that I'm speculating this even is they are full-blown Thunder, and if their money goes somewhere for basketball, it's going to Thunder. And these are diehard you know, alumni and diehard football fans and are at you know, most home games, if not all home games. Yeah. But they don't even attend one basketball well, game I mean, year Gabe now. Gabe Eichert's like that. You know, yeah. I mean, he's OU through and through. He's right. at every Thunder game. I don't think I've ever seen him in an OU game. I'm sure he's been to one. but Right. Uh, yeah. No, I know there's some of that going on. And this is an uncomfortable conversation. It is. I don't, no, it I don't is. like having it. People don't like hearing about it because you, they think you're picking on them. I'm not picking on you. I I love OU fans. I just want it. I just I just want it to be better. That's and, all. And I don't have the answer for how to do it. I I don't know. I just I want to show up for a neutral site game. Uh, you know, we play the OU OSU baseball game in Tulsa quite often. It's seventy thirty OSU in Tulsa when we're in Tulsa mm-hmm. at least. You know. Same thing with this basketball game the last two years in Tulsa. It's 75, maybe more than that percent Arkansas fans. You know, you had the College World Series situation last year with the Ole Miss takeover for the championship series. And, you know, I don't know. I just – some of those things are discouraging to other fans, but also to coaches and players. And I think, it, you know, it shows in recruiting and some some of that stuff. So – it's not a comfortable conversation, but it's also, I think, one we've got to realistically have because we're about to enter a new world, right? And so I don't know. I don't have the answer, but I do think we're going to find that it's hurt us more than ever in this new world if we don't find the answer. Yeah, I don't have that answer for you, so... Ah, everybody wants to bring up segment. the and no, everybody wants to bring up the arena and and I have sat there and wondered like you know new arena would be great I'm not arguing we're with trying that. to would, build a new arena I would the love, city shot it down love to have the university uh, uh North Park situation yeah. happen but 
even then I wonder, like, does that just flip it? Does that make the difference? Because I just don't know that it does. I don't know that it does either, but maybe. I do think a smaller arena, I think I do think there are some things about that situation that would give it a good chance of helping a lot. Um, Texas has gone to a smaller arena this year, brand new, bells and whistles, very cool. They're packing it out every day, but they also have the number two ranked team in the nation. So winning is a big part of it. We've had some pretty good teams around here, Teach. You know, I mean, Trey Young and Buddy Hield and Blake Griffin have played here in the last few years. I mean, we've had some some of the best players in the country and some teams that have gone to a Final Four or Elite Eights and NCAA tournaments. It's not like, I know last year they didn't go to the dance, but Oklahoma's had some pretty entertaining basketball teams around here. So, uh, I don't know. I don't want to necessarily talk about it anymore. But I do know it's a story coming out of Saturday. Again, is like, headgummit. It was better. I think it was better this year. I think it was incrementally better. It felt to me like there was uh, a little bit higher percentage of OU fans there than there were uh, a year ago. But, again, that could have been me just hoping for that. I'm not sure. Uh, anything else, uh, TJ, on this topic, or should we move on? Um, breaking news in the college basketball world. University of Texas head men's basketball coach Chris Beard has been arrested, charged with assault on a family member early Monday morning. What? Austin police confirm we are attempting to learn more. That is coming now and breaking on Twitter, as I'm seeing here. Really? Mm-hmm. Holy Been cow. arrested. This one says, been arrested for third-degree felony assault, booked at 4.18 a.m., tried to strangle someone. I don't know if that's confirmed or not, but that's... This is not sounding good, though. And this is definitely not like a fake account or anything. This um, blue check mark account. Yeah, on three has put it out, um, and a few others. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Mm. Okay. Well, we'll continue to follow that story. Eight seventeen in the morning. Four zero five six five one three four three nine. If you'd like to jump in. T-Row in the Morning Show on a Monday. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Welcome back. T-Row in the Morning Show right here on The Ref. This hour brought to you by RK Black. Been in business since 1952. Leading provider of office technology solutions to small and medium-sized businesses in Kansas and Oklahoma. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, B.A. Boomer says, some, if, uh, some of the lack of attendance is the ability for them to watch relatively affordably on ESPN+. That's available to everyone. Available to everyone, yeah. Uh, I mean, every every uh, university has that in some form or fashion. So I get why people would stay home to watch TV, but they're not staying home some other places. So, Isn't putting butts in the seats part of what Turnip Seed was brought in for? Could he be more involved across the scope of OU athletics? Um, I don't. I wouldn't say that's what he was brought in for. But I do think that that is, like, I think he's got a wide range of skills. Part of it is just to try to upgrade 
football facilities to what they have in, in uh, Georgia and Clemson um, and pull some of the magic that he's done at those places. Alabama and Clemson is where he was at, but Georgia's got a fancy new facility and everything. So uh, I think they'll, you know, they they will and have tapped into as expertise for years and years and years to try to figure things out. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll continue to try. I listen or watch every game, but make it affordable, this person says. Uh, then there's that How sep- much did it cost to get in the other day? What What is the ticket price for basketball? I think for that game it was 15 a ticket, lower level, 10 a, tic- a ticket, upper level, I believe. I think that's what it was. Okay. Um, and, is that, and then I, I think you have maybe some ticket fees and stuff like that that you have tacked onto that. But I, I, and I'm, I just think I'm – I think that's what it was. So, you think that's more expensive than other places? Um, that's what some of the people are saying on here. Um, someone had said that, like, they know Arkansas, for example, the student ticket is a hundred dollars a year, and you get into any sporting event. Isn't it free at OU for students? Yeah, I don't believe so. No, I don't. It think. was last. Well, year. Well, some of the basketball games, yes, they'll say, yeah. you know, this game students are free for this game or whatever. Yeah, but not like in general. I think it's just select games. I thought uh, it was. I thought they said students are free, but maybe yeah, you could be right. You could year. be right. Yeah, I, I that could have just been last year or the during COVID maybe or something. Went, yeah, maybe I don't they went know. Back to a fee this year. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure on that. So, um, student section sucks anyway. So get it off campus. <laughs> Uh, what is the Bowl Mania password and name, Toby? Thanks. User uh, group name is Unhitch the Wagon. Password Sooners. Capital S. First S. Uh, I was at OU during the height of Billy Ball. No problem of attendance then. Mm. That was pretty exciting. It's true, but I, I mean, it's not. It wasn't sold out every night, but they had great crowds. A lot of nights, they had great crowds, and they were playing very exciting brand of basketball. But I mean, they have been winning a lot of games and playing pretty exciting basketball around here the last fifteen years too, right? Like they have, they, yeah. They I mean you've had Blake Griffin, went you've to had a Buddy Hill, you've had Trey Young. Game. Yeah. It went to one final four and that's when they went to the championship game under Billy Tubbs, correct? Just the one final four. And I mean you go go back twenty years to when Kelvin was here. They've gone to two final fours in the last twenty years. They've had two national players of the year plus uh, Trey Young, who had one of the most unbelievable seasons in college basketball history, and uh, you know another couple of Sweet Sixteens. They played some pretty good basketball around here. Now it wasn't 120 points a game and all that kind of stuff. I get it, but been pretty good. This one says home schedule. Putting all these non, uh, non bigger non conference matchups at neutral sites hurts. Make some of them in Norman. Okay. 
I don't know if that helps or not. Um, I'm trying to think back on some that have been in Norman, how the crowd was in the last two or three years. But yeah, I mean the better the bigger names help. The having bigger names come to campus help. Uh, Arkansas's home schedule so far: North Dakota State, Fordham, South Dakota State, Troy, San Jose State, and UNC Greensboro. They got Bradley coming up uh, next week. No, that's not a home game. UNC Asheville is their next home game. So I I agree. It's fun to have big-name matchups on campus. But I also agree that was a a lot of fun playing in Tulsa, too. Like the last last two years have been in Tulsa, the BOK Center, have been two of the most electric atmospheres that that they've played in front of. The Villanova game is just – uh, luck of the draw like you alternate every year your big east big 12 showdown game so next year the big east game will be here last year it was butler that came here remember uh same thing with the sec game this year alabama comes here last year we went to auburn so those are some kind of built-in big time showdowns that just alternate home and away every year but I hear you. Beef up the home non-con. Bring in a big name or two would 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 help. Okay. I think I can speak for all of us that we all love us some bacon. I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, T. Rowe, how do you feel Tulsa Day went? That's from Gunny of Stutzman Army. I have no idea after my show. How did it go, Teach? Uh, great from what I uh, from what I know, yeah, yeah. Um, Six to nine was beautiful. Uh, the rest of the day, I was not a part of it, so uh, I bet it was great, though, right? I bet everybody had good crowds, and we gave away all our T-shirts, and somebody somebody else would have to let you know how everything yeah. else went. No, I think it went uh, swimmingly. I think Toby, my daughter from Deer Creek High School, just signed to play softball at Arkansas Tech. And now you're telling me that's not the show in Arkansas? Dream <laughs> killer. I'm sorry. I'm so- <laughs> that's a great time. I'm sorry about that. I take it back. I take it back. Uh, I, and again, I've, I'm sure I've offended my friend, my great friend, Kelly Danfuss. Uh, is he still at Arkansas State? No, he just no, take he's job? Uh, he just took somewhere job in Texas now. Texas okay, State. Okay, he doesn't care. Yeah, then he's he at Texas care. State now. I, <laughs> I didn't think of it. I thought maybe I made him mad at me, but he's not there anymore at Arkansas State. Uh, uh, Arkansas is the show in Arkansas. Let's see here. I live in KC. Come on, open here, and we'll find out what they're doing in KC. Uh, I live in KC and used to go all the games back in the day with Billy Tubbs and Kelvin Sampson. Do you think low attendance and interest has anything to do with the Thunder as competition? Yeah, that's kind of what I brought up earlier. It's definitely a, there's definitely a budget split there and a attention uh, being drawn away from OU basketball. There, that's, there's definitely some of that. That's it. I, I've got friends that I personally know that's the situation with them. They still draw well. Even when they've been bad, they're not selling out all the time. But I've been to a Thunder game here or there the last few years when they've been, you know, trying to tank and everything. And, you know, there's still 10,000, 12,000 people in that arena. Sometimes more, depending on the opponents. So. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. There'll be some OU people that tell you that they don't, you know, they've done some surveys and that doesn't really pay off, that they're not related, but it seems like maybe that makes some sense to me. Any update on Mike Leach? Um, not that I've seen this morning. I kind of glanced through a little bit earlier. Well, let me give you a couple updates on things. No, I have not okay. seen a Mike Leach update this morning. Uh, TJ shared the breaking news last segment of the Chris Beard situation. He has been arrested overnight in um, uh, Austin area. Here's an update I'm just reading. It says uh, this is from Tony Plohetsky, who works for the Statesman, Austin American Statesman. Austin police spokesman Brandon Jones says it is alleged that Beard strangled a person at a home in Terrytown. Officers responded to a 911 disturbance urgent call at 2.07 a.m. this morning. So, uh, again, these are reports rolling in about Texas men's basketball coach Chris Beard. And Chris Plank sent me this. Um... From Brett McMurphy, he says there is, quote, growing sentiment and momentum for OU and Texas to leave Big 12 early and join SEC in 2024. Sources have told the Action Network headquarters there still remain obstacles for it to occur, but, quote, climate is right and decision could be reached by next month. 2024 would be one year oh, early, Teach. No, I said next year. Next year would be 2023. Yeah, I want a three there, not a four. Now, I did see, and I have not talked to Joe about this. It's not on my. I, I would not talk to Joe about this, but Greg Sankey was at the game Saturday at the OU Arkansas game. SEC commissioner Joe Castiglione was at the OU Arkansas game on Saturday. Right. I did not see the two of them actually talking to each other, but I did think through my brain. Huh. That's what I thought through my brain. Huh. Greg Sankey's here. Joe Castiglione's here. I wonder if those guys are going to talk to each other and make any high-level decisions today. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's what Brett McMurphy is reporting, that uh, growing sentiment and momentum for OU and Texas to leave the Big 12 early and join the SEC in 2024, which would mean one more one, final season. One very awkward year. Now they're all awkward at this it's, point, Teach. Come it, on. Well, that's TJ, what I'm saying. Even more Texas awkward Texas was next called year. for 14 penalties, OSU zero. Even more year. awkward next year with the new teams one, coming in. Just weird. Just one, let them go. One holding call on our opponents in Big 12 play this year, TJ. One. How much awkward, more awkward could it be? Awkward. Take a break. Back after this. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Sooner women beat Robert Morris yesterday, 94-65. Liz Scott, 16.9 rebounds. You didn't watch any of the Bedlam wrestling yesterday, did you, Teach? I that did not. McCaslin no. Fieldhouse, by the way, was rocking. That was awesome to see. OSU won it in heartbreaking fashion if you're a Sooner fan. It looked like OU was about to win it. They were about 
30 seconds away with a one-point lead from uh, from taking a six-point lead in the match, which would have potentially ended it. And then a stalling warning point was given, which evened up a match. OSU won that match in overtime to tie it at 15-15. And then it came down to the final match, and OSU got a pin in like 10 seconds, fifth, maybe maybe 30, but like right away to win it. So the Cowboys continue their winning streak. That's 16 straight Bedlam wins in wrestling for John Smith's OSU team. And then Saturday, we've been talking about it all morning. The Arkansas OU game was a highly entertaining game up in Tulsa. Arkansas won at 88-78. Here's a little of what Porter had to say after the game. Porter, the turnovers, just the defensive pressure from Arkansas, especially in the second half. That's that's a big part of the story, um, almost a huge part. If you look at the, the timeline, it was um, – their, their de- defensive pressure, turnover, basket, turnover, basket, turnover, basket. The one on the, the carelessness one on the end out, uh, the, getting the ball in bounds. But they capitalize, and that's that's what they do. We, we talked about it, the, taking care of the ball, because they turn them into baskets uh, with their extreme athletic ability. But the, it, it got to 11. If you look, at, I think it four turnovers turned into baskets to start the half, um, and then it got to 11. And that from that point, they just they, they just turned up the pressure um, and they just really got us extended, but it was the it was the it was the turnovers that led to baskets that got them the lead, and uh, we didn't we didn't respond to that. Porter, what what do you think of Ricky Council and, and Nick Smith as kind of a scoring option? Just the way Arkansas played with the first game without Brazil. High level players, um, they can they can score. I mean, you know, I know Ricky hit that one three when they, you know, the three level scores. I mean, you know, Nick can score at the rim, he can score mid-range, and he can score from three. Um, Three-level scores, and then they just spaced you out with, with some three-level scores. Anthony's the same way. He can really, really pass. When they space you the way they did, um, I thought we were doing a good job in the ball screen defense, and then they just they made a nice thing. They just started spacing you. But we spotted so many points off turnovers, then they got offensive rebounds, and they got cuts. When they, go, when they, when they went one-on-one, they, if we did level them off, they had, they did a really nice job of back cutting. I think they got three baskets. I know they got one dunk cutting when we were kind of staring at the level off but uh, when they were spacing it. But uh, can't spot a team like that that many points off turnovers, offensive rebounds, and, and, and cuts, just losing your man on a cut. They literally, I think, I'm going to watch the tape, but I think they got six to eight points off just cutting when we were staring at the level off. Porter, they outscored you guys by a fair margin in the paint, and Tanner got up to, to five fouls. What did they do inside that, that made it such a challenge, and, and what concerns do you have as you get into approach Big 12 play, knowing that you know that, that could be a formula? The, the paint was it was sometimes, and you say uh, that scored that many points in the paint, sometimes you immediately go to thinking post players. Well, they got their paint from their guards. Their, their guards, I mean, Mitchell did a nice job. He had 10, but they got downhill into the paint. Those are paint points. We talked about it at the first three timeouts, even in the first half. We're like, you guys, we've got to guard the dribbler. They're getting downhill so much. And that's it's part of their athleticism. But, um, you know, we, 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 you got to protect the paint. And they were they were going downhill into that paint a lot. And it was their guards. And then their guards can drop it off to their bigs. Um, just you, you, you can't you, – it's really hard when the ball's in the paint that much. I do uh, teach – I do like this this team. 
I I told Kevin Saturday, I I like this OU team more than the last couple of years. Um, it's oh yeah, be re- no, definitely, yeah, absolutely. It, it's going to be really interesting, I think, to see when they get into Big Twelve play. Um, you know, there's one, well, two teams in the Big Twelve that are of Arkansas's caliber, probably Kansas and Texas. I'm not. Kansas, Texas might be as athletic as Arkansas. I don't think Kansas is. Now, Kansas is extremely skilled, but I don't think they're as athletic as Arkansas is. Texas has a really athletic team, too. But I I like the team, and I like the way they have challenged themselves here before conference play starts. Like, they have played some very physical athletic teams in the non-con. Mixed results. Seton Hall, physical, athletic, beat them. Ole Miss, physical, athletic, beat them. Villanova, physical, not as athletic, but skilled, lost. Arkansas, physical, athletic, and skilled, lost. So I think, and Florida's going to be somewhere in that mix, too. I think they've really tested themselves well before they go into Big 12. I, I think they've got, um, they've got a star. They got a guy who can get you buckets in winning situations late in games, a guy who can who can ignite you and jumpstart you in Sherfield. They've got other guards that can score. The, the six straight games now they've shot over 40% from three as a team. Uzan can score. Bijan is is proving that he can score. The bigs can step out and score. Both Groves brothers can shoot the three. I think that uh Sam Godwin has brought him a nice measure of toughness. I mean, between Godwin and Hill, they've got an element of of some real kind of gritty toughness on this team. Bamasil is something. Like sad I'm 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 with it. Everybody kind of and even Porter like where does he fit? What's he gonna he's gotta fit somewhere? Saturday we kind of started to see him maybe start to find a role here, but he's gonna give him something. I don't know. I think they have, and and the Groves brothers are not super consistent, but capable of being dynamic. Does that make sense? Like, we'll see them go for a combined 35 one night and then a combined 10 the next. Mm -hmm. So I wish it was a little more consistent. But you know they are capable of being have having big nights. Both of them are. So, I don't know. I like the pieces on this team, and I think the cherry on top is Grant Sherfield, right? I mean, you've got, a, you've got a bunch of nice pieces, and then you've got you've also got a guy who can go get buckets. What is he, number one or two in the nation in three-point shooting right now? So, I, li- I like this team. Definitely uh, agree with what you're saying and in and, and comparison to – the last two or three years, absolutely. And they've got a couple of guys now, and really three if Tanner could be more consistent. And I'm putting Los in there because I think by the end of this year, with what he's shown already, he's going to be a big-time contributor, and mm-hmm. he's going to be a problem for, for teams. I think he's starting to get his confidence now. Been put in that starting rotation, I think, has uh, kind of opened some things up for him, and I think we're going to see a different guy going forward, or at least well, that's what it seems like. He's a freshman, and there will still be mistakes and growing pains there, but I I like a lot of what I'm seeing with him. He's going to have 
I mean, he is going to eat, as my partner Kevin Henry would say, he's going to eat off of the attention Sherfield gets. All of the double teams and eyeballs and everybody paying so much attention to Grant that Los is going to have a lot of availability. Right. Freedom. And you kept seeing him. I mean, he scored 15 points Saturday. He he hit one three, and probably the rest of them were right at the rim, just driving layups. And I had that one up and under scooping shot with, like, English on it that was a high degree of difficulty. So I cannot wait for them to get into the game-in, game-out Big 12 battles and just kind of see where they measure up with the rest of the Big 12. And we'll see what happens with today's news, but that could highly affect mm. Texas Mm-mm. going forward for the rest of the season and what happens yeah. with them and their coaching situation. So That's right. That's right. Chris Plank joins us to wrap it up next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. Crossover time. Man, some uh, significant breaking news this morning with the Chris Beard arrest. We'll continue to keep eyes on that as the day rolls along. Chris Plank, how are you today? I'm good. I I mean, I'm not going to lie. Whenever I heard TJ say that, I was – I thought that it had to be a fake account, right? When you see something like that, but I'm not saying that TJ would report a fake no, account. Yeah, yeah, no, but, I, I get totally get what you're saying. But though. just in, in my mind, Toby, it was come on. Now, has been confirmed now by the department. They said that is who is in custody, and Texas has released a statement saying they are monitoring the situation. Does Does he have any kids? I don't. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. I don't know. Well, and because I was just, I wonder if it involved, you know, two thirty in the morning, someone coming home late. You know, I'm I'm trying to in my mind imagine, again, at that age, the hell you up at two thirty in the morning? Unless <laughs> I know everyone grinds and has different work schedules, but, whew, just concerning, man, and everything about it is just concerning. Yeah. By the way, yep. password Sooners with a uh, with an S on the end, like Sooners, or just Sooner. S on the end, I believe, okay. right, TJ? I believe that's right, yes. Yeah. I'm just I'm putting it in here because uh, we probably set the record for the most questions asked that we can't answer once you leave the air, T-Row. <laughs> Looks like three daughters, but it doesn't have the ages. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, there could be something that involves a, a kid or a daughter. I'm, I'm not trying to excuse anything, by the way. I'm just saying you, you never know what this situation could be, and shame on me for even speculating, but here we are. Man, oh, it what did a... say family. One of the reports said family. Sure. Member, right? Yeah, exactly. So just gosh, what a terrible story. What a terrible story. Did you uh, have a good four days? No, three days in Tulsa outside of the loss, of course. Uh, I did. I, I love the 918. Um, had some barbecue down. Ooh, where'd you go? Why? Why did this always? Why did the dogs always start barking when you come on? The They're radio big fans. Uh, they can sense that dumb cat that I've had to pay for. That we'll get to. Is at that some what point. it is? Yeah. <laughs> they can sense that stupid cat scent on me, and they're ready to go attack. Um, um I, it was man. What's it called? Uh, it's it was right. It, it was near the ballpark. I want to say. Like was it Albert G's? Oh, did you go to like Albert that? G's? Okay, is yeah. That what it's called? They've got one downtown now. I think that might be the only one. I'll have to check with Travis, but yeah, they had a couple locations. Whenever it was good. Whenever I lived there, did you get to go by uh, 
fat guys or anything like that? I did not. Uh, mm. No, that's kind of the only place I took in uh, gotcha. away from, you know, normal team activities. So, um, yeah, but no, it was good. They rolled out for the remote. How how was uh, tallies? I don't know if we quite did as well as the T row in the morning show did last year, but we had a we had a good crew that was there for the most part. Uh, stayed like Brian and Tulsa stayed. Had a our friend Paige came over from the OU Club of Tulsa. Brian uh, re- hit all four shows. I think. I know. I was proud of him. Um, let's see. We we were a big swing by and wave show hmm. for some okay. reason on Friday. Well, the one guy said he drove by and honked outside. Yeah, we, we, we were we were a big drop by kind of wave. You could, my buddy Robbie was cracking up because there'd be people that walk in. I, I met a celebrity. I met the original TJ's Fault guy. Um, yeah. That's how he introduced himself to me, which I thought was really cool. Do you so, know how that was recorded? Was, way, weren't you doing you? a baseball game? Yes, Yeah. at, at the <laughs> ORU baseball game. O-U-O-R-U baseball game. And uh, out the front of the booth, he came up and he just said, hey, it's TJ's fault. (laughs) And I laughed and I grabbed my phone and said, hang on, say that one more time. And I recorded it. He said it again. So, yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Now that's his whole, that's his identity now. I'm that's sure right. it's on his license plate and everything. That's how he, that's how he introduced himself to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's when you've reached rock star status. But let me say this in the, oh, in the time we have left. No one, T.J. Perry, was a bigger rock star than Toby Rowland in my fair city of Washington, Oklahoma. Hey, oh, the, the seat center. Champs, baby. I, 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 that thing popped up even on my timeline Let's a lot. So I actually even got to see the scene setter that he did for him. I, yeah. I, I do appreciate the people that thought I had something to do with it. It's like, come on, man. You you, you got did. it to do I that. I wouldn't have <laughs> agreed to do it if, if I <laughs> didn't know you were a big Washington That's fan. not true. That's and not true. I will true. say this. Uh, Washington, unlike USC, had permission to use my voice this week. Oh, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. I saw that and thought, huh, how about that? Yeah, Toby's in the that. Heisman ceremony. How about that? Uh, Chris, I hope you just have the best show you've ever had. Absolutely. Life, Not fun stuff to talk about, but we'll get to the bottom of it all. Rudy's tonight, 7 and 8. See you there. Have a great Monday, everybody.